Save the King. Hello and welcome to Pod Save the King. I'm your host, Zoe Forsey, and I'm joined, as always, by our royal editor, Russell Myers, to discuss, well, part two of the Meghan and Harry Netflix drama. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. (laughs) There we go. Now, we've obviously got lots of Christmassy things to talk about as well, but we can't not start with Meghan and Harry. So, last week we talked in detail about episodes one, two, and three, but now we've had the second part. We had two very dramatic trailers uh, in between these episodes. And so, now we've seen the whole series. We've had lots in this chunk of it, and we've had hitting out William, more details from the wedding. Meghan opened up about her mental health and her miscarriage. But what now we've seen the kind of four six episodes. What do you was it what you expected? Was it more or less? Was it what you dreamed of? <laughs> it's a mother well, nightmare. I think it's been so busy. I mean, there's so much to dissect, especially from these three episodes. I think the the when you look back at it, I think last week everybody got maybe a bit excited. They were thinking, "Oh my god, this is really bad!" And look at the attacks that they're doing on the family. Whereas this was really the sort of main meal to the mm. appetit served up last week, and it's really. N- I mean, nobody has come off well, I don't think, because at least of all, you know, Harry, uh, Meghan, uh, the Waleses, uh, well, not to, you know, the Waleses, I think William has uh, sort of been labelled as uh, someone who's got a bit of a temper, but we kind of knew that anyway, didn't we? And, um, you know, poor old Kate has been sort of lumped in and being compared to Meghan quite a lot. Um, Harry calling his, uh, his dad a lie. I mean, look, look, we'll get into it in a minute, but I mean... Does it has it served its purpose? Um, I suppose they, Harry and Meghan, in my view, will will view it as something that they had to do, mm. and that they will believe they have told their side of the story. I mean, I didn't. It, it's not very objective because it literally is one side of a story. It isn't really a documentary. Um, it's quite interesting speaking to some people today because I suppose when we were talking about a docu-series, a documentary, um, people were thinking that it was going to be like a reality show, fly on the wall, where it literally was them sitting down and for six hours, there or thereabouts, going through um, their life and why they decided to leave the royal family. And I suppose that a lot of people will think, fair play to them, they got what they wanted. However, on the flip side of that, they... Uh, robbed a lot of people up the wrong way and they probably did go about it not the, in not the greatest fashion. I think, I agree, for me, I was expecting to have more, I thought there'd be these little bits of, these kind of little nuggets of them, you know, having a go at ways they don't believe they were treated fairly. But I thought a lot more of it would be the day-to-day, as you said, the kind of fly-on-the-wall side, the, you know, oh, we're cooking we're cooking the waffles with the waffle maker that the Queen bought exactly. Archie and the kind exactly, of, yeah. I thought it was going to be a lot, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of, you know, the journalism world we use for it is the kind of you know the the, the fluff of it isn't yeah, it the, the lighter yeah, side yeah, it of it but it all, was all very long, heavy yeah. and a lot of it um and almost they we still got that inside of their private lives but they did that with photos and their home videos which actually i think was a very clever way to do it yeah. because they while they have been very you know it's been made very clear that they didn't have creative input into this they weren't given a kind of final say on it all but by submitting the videos and photos they wanted included they you know basically had choice over what went into it yeah i mean yes they did and i think they've given up given up a lot haven't they i mean we have really been given uh i feel like they're my close friends now like i I was at the wedding i feel like i know their home well like they've put so it's it's bizarre of you know having stepped away from the royals and i now you know like 
we know so much more about them than we do Kate and William, even though we see yeah. photos of Kate every single week. And even though we've barely seen pictures of Megan recently and Archie and Lilibet, we know so much about them well, now. This is the issue, though, isn't it? Once the genie is out the bottle, mm. and that's what the Royals have protected so well, especially this current crop, I suppose, about having a, having a private life. I mean, it's sort of everything that Megan said before about, um, you know, our lives were not our own. There'll be photographers turning up at Archie's nursery or school. I mean, all that is in the bin because not only do they live in the States and paparazzi laws are very, very different to how Mm -hmm. they are here in the UK. Um, I mean, if you're out on the street, you're pretty much public property, whereas that wouldn't happen here. Uh, And I think they have given over a huge portion of their life to try and tell to try and tell a story um, about why they left and about the people that they are. And in some, in some sense, yes, they have achieved that, and, and in others. What I thought it was lacking massively across the six hours was some, self, uh, ref- some reflection and some introspection by saying, you know what, and I think this would, um, this would have been great for them if they'd have said, um, things have kind of turned out how we wanted them because we have got to leave, but... You know what? If we'd had our time again, we would have done some things differently, and we hope there will be a, you know, once all the water is under the bridge, we hope there's a coming together. But there was nothing of mm. that. There was no reconciliation. So I think that's, uh, I think that's not only pretty sad, but I, th- I think that speaks volumes of how they see their relationship with the rest of the royals. Well, that's it. There's a few comments about saying they've now accepted that this is just how it's going to be, but they weren't speaking of people who were completely at peace, and you know, otherwise I don't think we would have been there. And um, now one thing I do just want to address quickly before we move on is obviously there was a lot of criticism in there about the media and how stories are covered and I wanted kind of us as members of the media and you as a member of the Royal Rota to kind of just address these claims that you know everything's Mm. leaked everything comes from um, your Royal Rota uh, colleague Rebecca English uh, who works at the Mail put it very well actually um, which I really liked if she said uh, my if if my job was as easy it was sitting for the uh, sitting waiting for the phone to ring for a man to give me a story I wouldn't be the uh, Botox case study or something like that. Yeah. I've explained that very badly. She put it a lot better than I did, but I basically mean, yeah, saying, because yeah, you know, you're if this is all there. your job is, Russell, I don't I know, know why that's you, what you know. People, people probably think it is, <laughs> just sitting and waiting for the phone to ring. But, I mean, listen, there, this whole briefing war element that's gone on, um, I think they have just really got the wrong end of the stick. They have um, created a narrative that is just so far from the truth that... Um, in one sense, I, I almost feel that they were always looking for these excuses. They were always looking for a way to leave the royal family. They'd already made their minds up that they wanted to go and spend a couple of years abroad. And it was all centred to how can we get out of this and how can we go and do that and get what we want. And in a roundabout way, they didn't really get what they wanted because they wanted half in, half out. And that led to the huge rows between the family. However, um, if you look for something hard enough, you'll probably find it. So... In the in the sense of you know there was there were briefing wars. Listen, there is always going to be a relationship between the palace and the press office, as there is a relationship with Dan Ten Downing Street and the the lobby uh, journalist at Westminster, the White House, and the you know the political corps that follow them around. And that's, just any any company that's got a press office, exactly, you know yeah. them down like to the, you know the your hospitals, yeah, the, hospitals the police, exactly, even your big shop, you know big and supermarkets exactly and so that's why there needs to be a relationship and so there you know, there, there is an open 
line a channel of communication um sometimes it's not very open at all i mean certainly they haven't said anything this week and um there's been no palace briefings off the record on the record whatever so i i would refute that allegation quite strongly and i and i think again it's a convenient truth which uh which this documentary seems to be full of and one other thing to think i asked um our listeners on social media who would be watching and i just assumed this was something that all royal fans would be watching whether you Mm. like Meghan and harry whether you're not too sure about them but i was really surprised actually the poll i did on instagram um i asked if people would be watching 39 percent no said no they wouldn't watch it at all uh 41 percent said they'd already binged it and 20 percent said they probably would at some point but they hadn't got around to it and i just thought that was really interesting about Meghan and harry this is their kind of big huge money-making deal and this was the biggest thing of it and a huge percentage of you know people that are interested enough to listen to a royal podcast exactly no yeah 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 interest in watching it but yeah i thought that was really interesting going people forward have been turned off there is an awful lot going on in the world whether it's war or people not being able to afford their heating or their what their food they're putting on the table there's been certain you know we in the uk we have nurses striking for the first time in over 100 yeah, years 106 years they, so that's, again the it, timing of megan and harry's things don't tend you to know, don't well, you're sitting in a multi-million well. dollar mansion you've been paid an awful lot of money to do to do this um netflix series we haven't heard too much about how much is being given to charity we heard a, li- a little bit has been given of his of his book deal but again there was if, if it was if it was um, reflective and they had made an attempt to say you know what we didn't get it right we did we, and there would be loads of things that we would have done differently mm. I think there would have been a lot more sympathy for them I do have sympathy for them you know to a degree I think that families can be really difficult businesses can be difficult when those two mix um i'm sure it can be hellish at times and and especially given his background and how he has felt growing up living in this goldfish bowl that he was never really happy in um and i think when megan came along she probably gave him the uh the vehicle and the avenue to say do you know what sod this we're out and but it's just the way it's gone about. And one thing really struck me about this, the Sandringham Summit, I know we're dancing around a little bit, but it's sort of taking little little snippets when he's talking about the Sandringham Summit and, you know, William shouting because, you know, it's his family is going to be affected by this. He's going to take on a lot more responsibility. Charles, he said, was lying to his face. Well, that was probably like, listen, you know, nobody ever said that you could do that. This, this is the way it has to be. I mean, he was probably telling him the truth of the matter and Harry didn't like it. But the Queen just sat there and didn't say anything. And I think she was probably quite exhausted by it. Mm. She probably felt as a grandmother um, and someone who had been there for Harry in his darkest hour, as he has said before, uh, that he had the right to go and do as he pleased. But she probably realised the the immense damage that this was doing to the institution. So no wonder she was, um, you know, sitting there and not saying very much. And again, it points to one of overall sadness, I think. Now, let's go into some of the big kind of talking points from it. it. Let's go in. Now, before we start, just to keep the lawyers happy, we will say that you have been in touch with uh, the palaces today. And uh, Harry, um, no, 
Prince William and King Charles have refused to comment again. So obviously Netflix have approached them and we have now as well uh, at the Mirror. So they have, you know, have had right of reply. Mm. Now, one thing I noticed about these three episodes is, do you remember the first ones we were sitting there going, oh, they might have been talking about William and Charles, but he doesn't specifically say that. There was none of that this time around, was it? It was very much talking about William as as Sandringham Summit. So this was the kind of now infamous meeting they had between the four senior members of the family to kind of work out the details of Megxit. Now, Harry says that this was fine-tuned and planned so that Meghan couldn't attend. Um, I thought that was a bit harsh, personally, because obviously I don't know, but they announced they were going to do this at the start of January and then Meghan wanted to go back to be with Archie. These are people with very busy diaries and it felt a bit of a, you know, is that you know, just drop everything and meet them. And the meeting happened a few days later. But anyway, so it was... Well, it probably stands to reason. I mean, there is an argument to say, you know, he is the prince by birth. It was his family. Whatever was decided, of course, did affect Meghan. But, for, you know, for want of a better phrase, she was the outsider. Mm. Kate wasn't there to say, well, you know, I'm going to be affected because I'm going to have to take on loads more work. The Duke of Edinburgh wasn't there because he didn't want to get involved. Yeah, that's the true. The Queen wasn't wading in. It really affected... Charles and William and they were the ones who had the most at stake and of course Harry had to try and find a way to fit into all of this and no wonder everybody was a bit uh, fraught and um they're not exactly exchanging pleasantries, were they? Yes. So Harry said in this, it was terrifying to have my brother scream and shout at me and my father say things that just simply weren't true. So this is, you know, to say and accuse his brother of screaming and shouting at him is a really... And to say he was, ter- you know, it was terrifying is they're quite harsh, you know, not harsh, that's the wrong word. Mm. They're very kind of powerful words to describe anyone and gives a real insight into what that meeting was like. And he went to say that they were given five choices about kind of, you know, five different options for Mexit. So ranging from all in, no change, just carrying on or all out. Um, and he went for option three, which was half in, half out. And he said it became very clear, it became very clear very quickly that the goal was not up for discussion or debate. Well, we don't know what the other options were. Oh, yeah, I suppose there was true. one in... And he yeah, said the other four out. were all out. Yeah. And he, he, he'd come up with three. But basically, what were two, four, what and five? What were the two of the other ones? I reckon maybe in, but in a different country. So like in, but in Canada, perhaps, maybe. Perhaps, yeah. That was probably one. What was the other one? I don't know. Just like, <laughs> you know, out, out. <laughs> out, out. <laughs> I mean, again, it was unworkable. He knew it was unworkable. I think they, they obviously did try and dream up a situation where it could work. I mean... Could that have worked going abroad and doing a couple of years in each each of the Commonwealth countries? I suppose in some way it was it was it would have been it would have been really great to have that. And I think that the Queen probably would have wanted that, that giving him the freedom. But it just opened up a huge can of worms, didn't it, in terms of security, in terms of where they live, in terms of how palatable that would have been for the taxpayer once they're to bounce around all these different um different residences. Uh and here we are. I mean, the, the, the fact that I've, I think it's very, very telling, the, you know, I'm not sure about how terrified he was. I mean, his man served on the front line in Afghanistan, but to say he was terrified of his brother shouting. But I mean, I've got a bit of sympathy for William here because 
it, he's he stood to lose the most. I mean, mm. Charles is probably going to plod along, and his life isn't going to be that much affected. But William's reign is going to be really affected. You know, he, he's he's lost his wingman. He's lost another um, couple of well, the half of the Fab Four. Two people who could have really taken some of the strain in order for him to spend more time on his projects and his family, which is really important to him, and the knock on to his kids as well. So, um, yeah, no wonder he was a bit peeved. And I think one of the other points that Harry makes in this is that because in a bit to kind of rubbish the claims that they blindsided the royal family and particularly the Queen, he said that no, we'd been discussing this for at least two years and claims that they put forward plans to move to. Uh, South Africa as well as Canada New Zealand was in there as well but I think there's a, there's a difference between having discussions about something and then all of a sudden just putting a statement on Instagram you know there's there's a big totally. jump between we want to do this we've got a plan to by the way we've told everyone I mean listen let, let's not beat around the bush that I I would totally dispute harry saying that they didn't blindside the queen because that's exactly what happened i mean it's not just one or two stories that were those coming multiple sources mm. were saying they had no idea about that statement that was dropped on instagram and that was out of a blind panic i would suggest uh, that they felt that they weren't going to get their way and we know that they felt that anyway because he pretty much admitted we were putting th- scenarios forward and we were told that they were unworkable and then even that happened at the Sandringham summit so um again the convenient truth and narratives trying to be rewritten i feel now, tell me about this statement uh, that Harry claims was released without his knowledge, even though it had his name at the bottom of it after the Sandringham summit. Because this was, this is a really interesting one, yeah. if it's true, about the inner workings of how the press release press offices work. Again, because so there was a story in the Times, I believe, about how alleging that William had bullied his brother out of the institution, and uh, it doesn't really reflect on William too well because we know that he's a bit of a hothead and he was exploding at the situation and and i think reading between the lines harry and megan did say that they did feel feel massively pushed out so after the sandringham summit there was i think it was around then they released a statement which had both the boys names on it saying you know there was no bullying that took place essentially but harry has basically upset the uh the the situation by saying well I didn't sign off on that statement and I wouldn't have signed off on it because it wasn't true and it was again lies to protect my brother and this was what was being spun by his brother's office at Kensington Palace in order to make him look bad um in in some senses and 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 make him look like uh, that he was altogether happy with the way things were going which now we know he wasn't I get this sort of briefing was I mean it doesn't reflect well on anyone because mm. it's all a bit childish and it's all, a, you know, they should have just got together and said, we're out, so we're not going to be made to stay. We're not prisoners, so we're, we are leaving, so we've got to find a way of making it work. And I think there was huge mistakes made on the part of Harry and Meghan in their desperation, if you believe um, that side. And then, of course, when that had happened, Charles and, uh, and William were... were no doubt furious because uh, they hadn't been able to to try and rein Harry in whether they were thinking about convincing him to stay I don't think that was the case but I think they would have wanted uh, it not to be played out in public Another thing that uh, I think is going to raise a few eyebrows uh, once people kind of have had a chance to get further into the episodes but Harry obviously saying that Meghan and him have been looking you know, planning to leave the UK for two years before. So they announced they were going to leave January 2020. 
if they were doing it for two years before, that no, means let's, January no, let's clear this up because I am very guilty of this earlier today. And I, and I, and I, the way I had interpreted that was mm. the fact that before the wedding, they or like uh, straight before the wedding, they were planning to leave. Yeah. So when they've spent their, you know, two point no, no. four million on a nice house refurb, I have gone back on this, and, uh, I, and, okay. it, and, it, and the interpretation was that they were wanting to leave for. You know, a minimum of two years. Yeah, that's no, how I. Is that not right? No, to leave the country, to work abroad, to work in South Africa or New Zealand. Not that they were secretly plotting to leave their royal roles. Right. For two years. Okay. And I got that wrong, but I think the clarification certainly is that um, they, as soon as you know things started going awry, they they definitely wanted to leave the UK because of the perceived treatment in the media, the treatment from the family, they felt backed into a corner and then they thought, well, we can put together a proposal that we can get out of here, go and live in... They nearly went to South Africa and then those plans were leaked and then they ended up in Canada after considering New Zealand as well. But it was a plan to say, we'll go and live in a Commonwealth country, we'll go and you know do our duties abroad and that will be sort of our plan um, and we will commit to a period of time, a contract for at a minimum of two years, and then we'll see how it goes. Okay, but then they still had that huge Frogmore Cottage refurbishment, uh, massive. I know they paid it back now, I mean, but a huge cost to the taxpayer, totally. knowing that they were going to go away for two years. Well, I think that, again... And I'm let's, assuming let's probably a new house advocate. over there. Let's play devil's advocate, because I don't think, I don't think it was altogether thought out very well mm. and that's why they ended up in the situation they did but yeah they were they were just looking for a way out i mean harry hasn't got a clue about money come on mm. he's he's got loads of money in the bank he's talking about being cut off from his father bemoaning the fact that his dad held the purse strings he had 30 million in the bank anyway he's never been able to be responsible for money or paying bills or anything like that and so why would he have thought Oh right! I actually probably needed a mortgage on that place, or you know, the security costs on that place. He would have never even considered yeah. these things. And why would Megan? Because she's married into the royal family. I mean, they were bemoaning the fact that they had to live in Nottingham Cottage. And yes. maybe there is some sympathy because people will have seen the pictures of it and it looked like a little hobbit hobbit house, didn't it? I mean, in terror, it's fairly. Tall. I mean, I still. I struggle with this as well. And to be honest, this probably again comes because obviously in the other part, you know, all the other hats I wear in my job, one of them is writing about cost of living crisis and people, nurses, our hero frontline staff who protected us in the pandemic who now aren't turning their heating on because their bills have gone up, you know, tripled in a few weeks. And to hear them kind of say, oh, well, the quote was as far, Harry's quote was, as far as people were concerned, we were living in a palace and we were, but the, it was in a cottage in the palace grounds. And then Megan says, um, where's it gone? It was small. He, Harry, would just hit his head. It was so tall. It's talking about how Oprah came around for shot, for dinner and was shocked when, you know, at the size of it and said no one would ever believe it. This is still a two bedroom, two bathroom house in Kensington for free as well for I mean, free yeah, well I spoke yeah. to Right Move this, this afternoon actually and got one of their agents to give us a price what it would cost it was oh. 1.3 million <laughs> and that was just for a normal one you know obviously they've got ta- you know add that it's a Probably essentially a gated, I mean, yeah, a gated yeah, secu- yeah. you know it's very very it's still a it very privileged very situation when to be in feeling the pinch yeah well. I just this was one bit of it that just made me I just, it, it was jarring. Yeah, that, that word's been thrown around face, a, yeah. a bit today, hasn't it? But it just didn't quite sit right with me. That's yeah. something that most people would aspire and spend their whole lives Absolutely. working towards and probably never achieve. 
and the fact that they're going, oh, well, it's not the palace everyone thought we were living in. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it just it's just pretty much tone deaf, isn't it? But again, I think a lot of this was you know, tone deaf talking about <laughs> bemoaning your life while you're crying in a Hermes. Mm. Is it Hermes? Hermes? I don't you can know. tell I'm yeah. not fashion. This is something you need to ask Sarah about to it. But that, you know, that that rug or that blanket she's got behind her is yeah. like about two grand. So. Yeah, it was a huge, so expensive, yeah. that blanket when she's sitting yeah. on the sofa. Yeah. Now, Meghan and Harry also detailed their kind of fare we- farewell week, which was when they did that kind of week of engagements when they flew back to the UK for Canada um, as they got ready to leave the UK, basically, which ended with the Commonwealth Day ceremony. Yes. No, I can't speak today. Sorry, it's been a right I day. Think, I think we're all a bit The, tired, the Commonwealth we? Day service, which is obviously where she wore that kind of uh, beautiful green caped dress, um, if you're trying to remember it. And they I said do. it was uh, bittersweet, uh, said it described it as sad. But Harry said the royals were cold towards them at that time, which... I don't think is is that surprising. I mean, it stands to reason that they've yeah. just absolutely run roughshod over the whole institution. Exactly, and they weren't going to be welcome with open arms. I mean, just a little bit of recognition for the situation that they put the other roles in. You know, and it was just totally lacking in that. Mm. Would that have been cut out? I don't think it would have been because. They just didn't even say it. I can't imagine just a, a couple of comments at the end say, "Would would we have done things differently?" Yeah, we would have done because that's it wasn't. You know, I'm my brother. My brother was my best friend, mm. and I'm really sad at the situation. Regardless of how angry he's made me, I'm really sad at the situation that's gone on. And I love. I still love my brother and my dad dearly. Yeah, because he said that to Tom Bradby. And he says, "We know we're something along the lines of He's, yeah, we will always be my brother." That and was it, yeah, like that. But I mean, it's pretty, pretty desperate, isn't it? And they another point that so we talked about this last week, and I was really baffled by it at the time. And there's another line on it. So Megan saying that she was only meant to wear kind of cream neutral tones during the royal family. She said that she believed it was protocol that you weren't meant to you know, outshine or take the spotlight away from a more senior royal. But then what she said in this one, with no mention of the before comments, was on her last week, she wore bright colours. She said that it's because she wanted to dress like a rainbow. But that to me was a bit of a, if you think the protocol is that you're not allowed to wear bright colours, and then on your last week back you wear, and she wore some beautiful colours, mm. but she had the bright red one. Bright red, she had the bright purple. blue. Was she pregnant? Uh, no, that was that was a different one. She had the bright red dress, the obviously the green Commonwealth Day dress. Yes, yes. Uh, she had the blue, the blue one for whatever I can't remember what the engagement was, but where they had the beautiful photo of them in the rain. Oh yeah, walking. Dress, um, yeah. So there was a lot of colour. So that felt like a bit of a kind of maybe I'm overselling it here, but I've kind of described it as a bit of like a defiant. Well, it was. I mean, it was literally like do like I. Uh... Uh, we're I'm going to do it my way now. Yeah. And I don't need to, to, to um, conform to this hierarchy within the monarchy. And I mean, if that, that's probably what she did feel like. She didn't want to step out of line. I think a lot of people will, again, have sympathy for her. She's talking about that she didn't have a rule book or uh, a plan of action given to her. I think that's been widely disputed this week. That there, there was an awful lot of help on hand. I don't know why she was considering the fact that she only could wear camel colours and muted tones, but mm. that was her decision. It's hardly the biggest bombshell in this whole thing, is it? But she's trying to paint the picture of her being really downtrodden, and I was really up. You know, but then she goes into detail about being 
downtrodden and abandoned by the royal family and really depressed and you know, having suicidal thoughts. And I thought when Doria spoke about that and was tearful, was very, very powerful indeed. That was, I found that was an extremely moving part of it. And we mentioned last time how it was lovely to hear Doria speak and to hear kind of her perspective of what had happened from a mother's view. But to hear her discuss what it was like when she discovered her daughter had been having suicide thoughts, she said, it really broke my heart. And that, I think, was one of those moments that was, as you said, so powerful. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Uh, you know, talk, them talking about um, the fact that Harry felt um, completely shamed. I can't remember the exact quote, but his... Uh, he said he hated himself he hated for the himself. way he dealt I mean, with him. pretty heavy. I mean, this is a man who has championed mental health and now he's... Again, why didn't we have more of this? This this introspective element by saying, you know, I regretted my actions at that time. It was all geared towards her. I felt that I couldn't protect her. I couldn't do this. What about... You know, the fact that I let my family down, I let myself down in the way I conducted mm. myself. And it was it was totally lacking in, in any of this. But I do still think there was an interesting point in terms of he has wanted to do this work of raising awareness for mental health and him coming out and saying, actually, there are two, you know, there is the side of it of the people around the person that's suffering. And, you know, maybe that is a different aspect of it that might help help other people. Um maybe you know that's we one way of looking at it that people. hopefully it will i mean i'm not sure i think i think it's gone too far i think that this this second half of this series six hours we've sat through this i mean lordy it's it's quite a lot isn't it to take in um on the face of it i enjoyed it i thought it was i thought it was i think they will be happy with it i think yeah. they will think it served a purpose um i mean we broke a, a story from our US editor this week, that Harry is now considering sitting down with further TV executives to try and work out a deal to do a TV round ahead of his book. I mean, I don't. This is what, what is I don't. Left what is say. left to say exactly? So well, we would have, but we would have said that to be honest about after the net, after the Oprah Winfrey interview. What is left yeah. to say? And now we've got you know acres of coverage and claims and that's true. Response. So I think the book will will have that level of reflection and his his story about his childhood and what went wrong and how he f- it will be very much sent about him because we didn't really hear too, too much it was all about protecting his family protecting Megan how how his family made him feel i think it will not be about it will be about his feelings on the events mm. rather than the events themselves now let's mention just kind of quickly run through some of the nicer bits we saw as well so more details of the wedding uh, pictures of them cutting the cake with a sword uh, which is cool. good fun pictures of them packing up frogmore cottage yeah. i don't i don't think i've ever brought a professional photographer to look at me moving but you know <laughs> here we go they were nice photo and you got you got to see like their you know you could see their like photo albums and a huge collection of books that they had and lots of the you know the, the nice bits about how they set up their home here and they said in it that they also offered to give up their sussex titles um if it meant they could if they, they could quit their roles which does i think show how passionate they were why about they, but it. why are they still using them you, I don't, yes. again yeah. there's another inconsistency give them up give them up why are you still trading on this family mm. that you are trashing? It is not your birthright to use use Prince Harry. It's yeah. not your birthright to be trading on these titles. And 
I don't like this pairing of the women. I think there was an awful lot of that in this in the mm. final three episodes. I think it was unfair. I think that Kate came off, you know, pretty badly in it. The fact that they that, that and that was being forced down everyone's throats. Really, the 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 comparisons between Diana and the comparisons between the royal women. But I think that you don't get Kate reading a story on this bedtime thing that she did for the BBC, saying, "Hello, I'm the Duchess of Cambridge," and. It just I just don't think that that is the appeal, whereas it is for Megan. And I wonder why. I wonder why they're so keen to have it. And is it because the association with the royal family is the only thing they've got and they've got to keep spinning this yarn? But the very fact that they've admitted that they were willing to get rid of him will give them up. You'd get a lot more respect from everyone if you did it. Yeah, back to the nice stuff. Back sorry, to the nice sorry, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's yeah. fine. So uh, they talked about what King Charles was like on their wedding day because obviously he stepped in to walk Meghan kind of down part of the aisle. So that was really lovely. Meghan said, uh, Harry's dad. It's interesting, you know, he's it's always that family relationship she talks about. She talks about the Queen as Harry's grandmother rather than the Queen. Um, but she said, Harry's dad is very charming. And I said to him, I've lost my dad in this. And so him as my father-in-law was really important to me. So I asked him to walk me down the aisle and he said yes. So that was really lovely to kind of, you know, hear the details about that happened behind the scene. Uh, Harry also shared what he thought when Meghan walked down the aisle and, you know, what, what went through his mind when he saw her looking absolutely beautiful in that gorgeous gown. And um, he said, look at me, look what I've got, look what I found. The world is watching us. <laughs> By the way, he qualified himself after because he realised it was a bit misogynistic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely had to, uh, you know, pull the handbrake up on that comment. So it's the world is watching us, but when we were at the altar, as far as I was concerned, it was just the two of us. So that was really lovely. They also spoke about Lilibet, how Lilibet's got, uh, they said that she's very Spencer. She can see a lot of Princess Diana in her, which is lovely. And she's still got, there's always that thing with babies, isn't it? That you never know if their eyes are going to stay blue or if they're going to lose them and they're going to go or brown. Or they're going to go blonde. Or, or if they're going to go that. So she's kept her blue eyes, which is really, really lovely. Um, so yeah, there were lots of really nice nuggets in there too yeah i mean where do we go from here where do we go i mean we got a bit of downtime royals at christmas there'll be a lot made about that what they get up to they'll probably put a christmas photo or christmas card out won't they mm. then we've got the book i mean the book is going to keep us and that's that's very early in january that comes out yeah keep i keep thinking that we've a got a break now but we haven't we've got what a week and a half till christmas then the start of the year, so it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna come very quickly. But so, was there anything else you wanted to mention from from big lines that stood out to you? Obviously, we've kind of been speed watching it, so we haven't had a chance to fully. I'm plan would like this weekend to kind of go and watch it fully as it maybe, was designed you know maybe to be we'll watched. Come back with a bit of a bit of time. Mm. Next, you know, maybe in the in the review of the year we were coming up, we will do a little bit on this because I do think we need time to digest it. Maybe watch it again. Yeah, I want to watch it as a viewer rather than I as we've been watching yeah, it now. Yeah, of I did sped that, up yeah. and watching a chunk from this episode and a chunk and from I, this. I don't episode. think we'll see a reaction from the royals. There's nothing really for them to react. What William shouted at his brother. I mean, come on. Mm. Uh, it feels like why there was a lot more in these series it was lots of I felt this was more lots of little bits yeah like the Oprah interview was very much like racism racism allegations you didn't care if I was going to kill myself yeah two massive things which can't be ignored but this this was more kind of little little rows and they're all dysfunctional yeah the monarchy is institutionally bad Mm. Uh, they're all rotten and they didn't care. They're all zombies, and they didn't, you know, didn't care for us. And they don't hug. 
and that's all of, they're all a bit weird. But I think, um, yeah, it's almost death by a thousand cuts that they just chip, chip, chip away. And that's that's worse for Harry and Meghan, I would argue, mm. because everyone must be like, okay, well, we get it. Families are dysfunctional. People are going to fall out with their families over Christmas dinner. Yeah. You know, there's going to be loads of rows. I'll wait till, you know, people won't wait to leave till, you know, Boxing Day, I'm out the door. But he didn't, he didn't have that opportunity. What was sad was he was talking about the fact that he misses his family and he's, he's lost that was a lot it. of he friends. He said he misses the, the that gatherings. was it, misses the weird family gatherings yeah. and he said he'd lost a lot of, I forgot about that actually. That he'd lost. Yeah, it's I really mean, sad. I think, I think, you know, five, ten years, what will, they, what will they think? Will That's they, what I'm really intrigued about. Yeah. What, you know, if they do a, a follow-up of this, if this Megan... I think, that, I think mm. there'll be Harry and Megan. New, the new chapter and it will be look at our charity work that's what they will do Netflix must have a double like another deal with them because people will watch that they'll just follow yeah. around going around the states and you know com- some commonwealth countries doing some work in Africa Asia maybe going to Australia I mean there, there is there is definitely options for them they're just they're not locked in this gilded well not gilded anymore but they're locked in this cage of not being able to leave the US they they will be welcome with open arms. I think what, the dust needs to settle a little mm. bit. Other thing we learned that I completely yeah. forgot about is we finally learnt one of the godparents. Oh, because we've obviously with, they decided that. not to keep you know not to oh, yeah. publicise Archie's uh, Tyler Perry. He obviously famously lent them their house. Oh right. And they detailed the kind of the phone so, call when they asked him. Um, oh, Lilibet's godparents. Lilibet. Oh gosh. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, he they said that. You know, he said, oh, yes, I'd be honoured. And then they hung up. And then he called back again and went and said, hold on a second. Does this mean we've got to go over there and do all that with the church with them and figure all that out? Ooh. Which I thought was quite an interesting. Yeah. So she's been christened. Well, we it carries know. on this because I don't want to do that. Maybe we can have a little private ceremony here and let that be that. He's, you have he to was do dictating it. Yeah. it. Nothing to do with him. Which, if someone said that to me, mm-hmm. I'd say, do you know what? Don't bother. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my decision whether I'm going to christen my child. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm do it. So it was, that I thought was, it was, it was nice to get that bit of information. Yeah, well, again. A very cool well, again, godfather. Touch really it, that have. again, show a, a window into their world now because you had the text message from Beyonce, mm, message from yeah. Beyonce saying, you've, you know, you've done amazingly well oh just quickly that text message oh the, what the william the what does that say it must have been short yeah to just flush it up and her go wow so I this mean, was if you've not seen point, it yeah. this was just after the um oprah interview they are having a conversation and megan kind of ill harry interrupts to say oh william's just text me shows the phone to megan and she goes wow and then apparently says let's go out for a walk and think about how we're going to respond so that was actually a very fly on the wall moment so there were those bits there but anyway so like i said we'd love to hear what you thought of it uh, get in touch uh, at pod save on instagram and twitter but very quickly let's talk about some of the other non-megan and harry bits we've had this uh, this week christmas cards we've had king charles and the wales family what did you think of them Oh, I like the whales. Is yeah, I mean, nice summer shot. Although William wasn't looking at the camera, it was a little. Bit oh, off. I was a bit disappointed in it. Yeah, oh, I yeah, was probably. really. I it was just a bit. Meh. I think just we've had holiday photos. Yeah. We've had that. I said that they should have gone out because we had a big snow day the day before the picture was released, and I think they should have gone right. Everyone, go get your snow gear out. Let's build a snowman, and that's what that's what they should have done instead. Mm. What I found interesting about Charles and Camilla's picture is it was taken 
the week before the Queen died. But I think it was the reason why it was chosen because the Braemore Games is mm. something that the Queen always used to oh, love to attend. Oh, that's it was lovely. Of, it was in Scotland before she died. There was the Scottish element of the Queen's passing. And I think that Charles really and Camilla really identify with that, that that was a really important place for the Queen to be. And certainly she loved going to the game. So I think it was rather poignant. Oh, that's really nice. I hadn't realised that. Um, and yeah, another summer photo from the Wales family. The five of them kind of standing hand in hand, walking a lot, you know, walking up a road in, was it in Windsor, I think? Uh, what the Cambridge is in Wales is no it was in Norfolk Norfolk that's it so yeah hopefully a nice holiday picture which was lovely now the other kind of big royal thing that's happening today Mm. and there were obviously lots of discussion about the clash of Netflix and this happening tonight but this is Kate's carol concert so the kind of annual celebration at Westminster Abbey this one in memory of the Queen so just actually as we were about to walk in here a friend of the podcast Ian Vogler is down there taking pictures of all the royals arriving so we've got Kate William George and Charlotte have gone along Louis still not trusted with church (laughs) events poor Louis poor Poor kid sitting at home eating Haribo or something very much how much does Charlotte look like oh no I'm only joking Um, how much does Charlotte look like Kate in these pictures she's a proper little mini me like in the Christmas photo. Yes. Like yeah. And Kate's obviously doing the match. You know, we know she loves the matching outfits. They're all colour coordinated. Burgundy? So they've got that kind We're of. saying this is a bird. Yeah, plum? I think kind of plum. Plum, plum colour, which is lovely. Um, we've got Beatrice and Eugenie there with their other halves. We see Sophie Wessex looked amazing, she kind does. of very she's cool. Very tanned. Yeah. Mind you, she's been in Africa, hasn't she? Yeah. She's, uh, yeah. But yeah, very cool and kind of like a camel coat and some yeah. leather boots. Big fan of that. So yeah, looking forward to hearing more about that's next week mm. but one of the things i saw that ian sent me over a photo of the kind of order of service from it and the the kind of artwork on the front had loads of little corgis which i thought was very cute so it's interesting because someone texted me just a moment ago saying you know oh uh the um the, just for, yeah the order of service including the readings were locked away before this week so basically there's there must be some uh. semblance of unity and family and togetherness and yeah. I think that uh, well, as I said I want I wanted Prince of Wales has has also delivered the Queen's Christmas speech from 2012 and talking about the spirit of togetherness lies at the heart of the Christmas story talking about you know all being together with your family mm. and uh, which is very interesting so yeah we can pour we can pour over this to, uh, to for our heart's content because I mean you can write the headlines can't you Royal families show of unity, whilst Harry and Meghan wrecking the institution. But yep. it's uh, one of those one of those things. But a lovely day, which hopefully you know it doesn't air until Christmas Eve. So at least when it's yes. on telly, it will get the kind of all eyes on it that it deserves. Now, really quickly, the kind of another weird, lovely but bizarre event we had this year, which was Charles and Camilla at Wrexham Football Club, a club yes. that most people probably never heard of until it was bought by a couple of slightly well-known Ryan stars. Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. I've been watching this on Disney. It's really, really I haven't, good. I haven't it's really seen it. Good. But I actually, I've, I've made, I've been to Wrexham Football Club quite a few times. So I have, yeah. Really? So I, I do actually know it quite well. I wouldn't say well, I wouldn't go that, but it's quite interesting you seeing. You were, you were there before the, you uh, know, the Disney yeah, cameras before launched. It cool, before yeah. it was cool. Before it was cool. Um, but it's just one of those weird scenarios of seeing, you know, the photos of that with like Ryan Reynolds standing with Camilla and the King in this like football, I mean, you know, quite proper pros, lower league they, yeah. football league it was, oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it was all very funny and I like the look on both of their faces 
was the same. <laughs> what is happening yeah. that I think we all had in the newsroom well, as well? Well, the Disney cameras were, f- were v- filming them for this new series. Oh, okay. and, uh, and I liked uh, Ryan Reynolds saying, you know, he was having etiquette lessons before meeting <laughs> the king and, king and queen. They seem very good sports, as do, uh, as do Charles and Camilla. So we will look forward to seeing that in, uh, in due course. And another important uh, event this year was a plaque was laid at Westminster Hall yes. to mark the Queen's lying in state. And I didn't realise this was a thing. I've never seen I've never seen the kind of old plaques there before, but apparently it's a tr- tradition that dates back to King Edward the Seventh from nineteen ten. It's the first time that the the monarch has laid one for the predecessor, though, oh. since like the seventeen hundreds or something. There's, there's a mad fact. Oh, good, anyway. good fact. Yeah, well, half a fact, but. Right, I've got a dash. Yeah. we are still really busy. We're We've still, still got lots to file for coming in. Well, but I think we should, you know, have a little bit of time out, think about it, and maybe come back to a little, maybe touch upon it in, the, uh, in our yeah. roundup of the year. And if all the royals could be nice and calm and not do anything big right. in the next week so that Russell could have a bit of sleep, yeah. that would be lovely. Thank you so much for joining me, Russell, and thank you to everyone for listening in. As always, we're on social, Twitter and Instagram, at Pod Save, and until next time. Pod Save the King!